Welcome to Content Pros Podcast, where we unlock the strategies and secrets of the best content marketers in the world and ask the questions you've always wanted asked. Content Pros is sponsored by Clear Voice Content Marketing Software, helping you decrease your time spent creating content by up to 50% while doubling your online engagement. Convince and Convert, content marketing strategy advisors and counselors to leading brands and organizations worldwide. Convince and Convert makes your content better. Oracle Marketing Cloud, helping businesses use the latest marketing technologies to tell their stories and connect with their customers. And by Uberflip, a content experience platform that allows marketers to create, manage, and optimize tailored content experiences for every stage of the buyer journey. Now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey L. Cohen, Director of Content Strategy at Oracle Marketing Cloud, and from Uberflip, Randy Frisch. Ready? Let's talk to the pros. Welcome to another episode of Content Pros. We've got a great podcast ahead for you today. Um, as always, I have Jeff Cohen from Oracle Marketing Cloud joining me. Me is Randy Frisch from Uberflip. And today we actually have David B. Thomas joining us from Leadspace. And I'll, I'll let Jeff intro Dave in a few minutes here. But I know before we do that, Jeff, as always, you've, you've dug up a stat that we may be able to lead into our conversation. Thanks, Randy. That's right. It's a, another great day here at the Content Pros Podcast. And as usual, like Randy said, we're going to begin with a stat. And while this is a, a content marketing podcast, we'll actually be talking about maybe data a little bit and actually how people reach out to reach out to their customers and prospects and kind of the, the world that surrounds content marketing. So the, the stat that we uncovered this week is that the average corporate database, it's probably like 50 to 70% out of date. So all those names that live in your email database, a lot of them are old. So how, how does that jibe with your experience, Randy? What do you think about that one? Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we, we kind of poke fun of that here, to be honest. I mean, I, I know... You know, Jeff, you and me, and I'm, I'm sure when we bring in Dave, he'll agree. It's it's so important to us that we understand who we're speaking to today. Um, you know, as as a audience member, we know how many emails we're getting. If they're not contextual, you know, you got problems. So to me, it's not only about you know them being out of date, but I think the other thing that hopefully we'll get to talk about today is whether they understand where you are in the buyer journey. Um, and I think that's maybe the biggest part where that data is so important is, um, you know, and, and I know this week, I won't say the company because that would be cruel, but, uh, you know, a few of us on my team here at Uberflip got emails asking us to become customers of a company who we spend a lot of money with. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny at first, but on the flip side, it's not that funny. I mean, you know, we spend a lot of money with them and I understand how these things fall through the cracks, but some of us are not living in the world uh, that we are where we understand, you know, how these things happen. Um, I don't know. How, how do you kind of approach that in terms of rallying your team around cleanliness of data, Jeff? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And, and let me just share. I, I've gotten those emails too, Randy. Uh, solicitations from companies that we are already a customer of. And it is your, your first response is laughable. And then the next response is to say, hmm, what what kind of tools are they using? And maybe they need to upgrade their software. 
But I guess when you sell software, you always think about things like that. But maybe, from a, maybe they need to look at Eloquize, their marketing automation solution. There you go. Well, I, I, I didn't say that, but thank you. Thank yeah, you for yeah. that plug. Right? It's all good. It's all good. We got each I'll, other's back. I'll just respond with Uberflip and move on. So so the the idea of, of data cleanliness, yeah, you can look at it a, a couple different ways from a, a basic, do you have someone's correct email address? Has someone changed jobs? Have they have they moved on? I, I've heard lots of stats about these over the years. And what winds up happening is if if you don't actually have the right software, you could continue to be emailing basically dead email addresses over and over, and and that's not going to get you any kind of response. And then as you're talking about uh, digging into the data and and layering on data of what you know about prospects, whether it's from your own first-party data or even third-party data from, from an outside source, to really actually have better conversations, understand what it is that what it is that your prospects are interested in, how they came to you, what kinds of con- even content that they've they've downloaded, so you can continue to have relevant conversations. Absolutely, I, I think it's it's to your point. It's all about relevance, and I, I think some of us get overwhelmed by data and and you know contact records, and we often think, okay, well, it's it's the sales team that needs to worry about that, right? Sales team either needs that information or they're the ones who should be updating it. But in many cases, to your point, you know, there is a need to supplement the data in there so we can get it to the salesperson in the first place. Because you know, unless you cater your email messages to me, your various retargeting to me in terms of understanding what I care about, where I am again in the buyer journey, I'm not going to reach the point of either reaching out or scoring high enough from an engagement perspective to be nurtured. Um, so why don't we uh, why don't we bring Dave in? Uh, you know, Jeff. Uh, I know you guys know each other, so why don't you do the intro here? Yeah, that sounds great. So I I am I am pretty excited today because uh, our guest David B. Thomas. Dave is the senior director of inbound marketing at LeadSpace, and Dave and I have a, a pretty long and storied history. In fact, it it all started honestly. I'm going to admit that I was stalking Dave before we met. But we have been we've been friends, colleagues, competitors, and now we're partners. And uh, you, to use a phrase that I'm going to borrow from Dave, it's a funny old B two B world where two people can have that many interactions uh, over the years. And here we are together on a podcast. So, Dave, welcome to Content Pros. I was told this was going to be a cooking show. Well, Dave, we're really interested in what you're interested in. We're trying to maintain that relevance to our, our guests here on Content Pros. So well, if I've you heard, want to talk about cooking, please go ahead. I've heard that maintaining relevance to your audience is a content marketing best practice. So we'll, we'll go along with that. Uh, it is great to be here with uh, you guys. And I noticed that we are, if you look at all three of our companies, I think we are all partners, customers, uh, vendors, I think this is uh, quite a tidy little B2B marketing log roll here, but we'll try to keep it, uh, uh, I'll try to keep it uh, as uh, objective as possible. That, that sounds great. So, so let's, just, let's just dive right in and start with the big open-ended softball question about content marketing and lead space. Tell, tell us a little bit about how you approach, how you approach 
content and your prospects and, and also a little bit about uh, what Leadspace does because not not everybody knows what every B2B company in the world does. As hard as that is to believe. So uh, Leadspace, we do predictive analytics and uh, data management for B2B companies for uh, their lead generation programs. So essentially, uh, <clears throat> you can use Leadspace with the data already in your CRM or with uh, external data sources to make it more accurate, to score it, uh, to um, find new leads and activate them in your uh, through your marketing automation systems. Uh, we have quite a few case studies at leadspace.com, including uh, customers who have used this for account-based marketing, specifically for uh, routing inbound leads to uh, the right sales reps by matching the uh, lead to the company they work for, which is a capability that a lot of uh, CRM and marketing automation, uh, most CRM and marketing automation systems can't do. And it also sort of leads back into the the, the larger content marketing uh, <clears throat> discussion as well, because content marketing, and we can lead, we can come back to this, but content marketing is a vital part of account-based marketing. As for as far as what we do, we're a, we're a, a startup. We've been around since um, 20, 2011, I think. I've been there for uh, a year as of yesterday. I just found out, uh, and so we're in that position of uh, you know, knowing what we need to do and not always having enough people to do it. So uh, the content marketing program for most of the last year. So I oversee content marketing, social media, uh, analyst relations, media relations, and the website, and uh, something else, awards and speaking. So uh, a lot of it is, for the last year, has been, what can I turn into a blog post? What eBooks are we publishing uh, based on product-specific stuff, and what can we do with those? Uh, so... Uh, a lot of what we've been doing over the last year has been based on ebooks uh, and trying to turn them into blog posts and then trying to get uh, thought leadership posts out occasionally uh, commenting. I did a series of B2B marketing news posts where I was uh, trying to wrap up some interesting stories in the news, both as a resource and as, you know, link bait. Uh, And, you know, we've been, as you know, Jeff, I mean, you were one of the people who worked with me who made sure that the trains ran on time. So in the absence of a you or an Amanda Nelson or an Alexa Scherzinger, uh, I can be a bit erratic. So uh, I've been lucky to hire a new guy just in the last couple of, uh, just in the last two months uh, named Ari Soffer, who works for me in our office in Israel, which is uh, offers some fascinating challenges as well. So uh, we'll be ramping up a lot of our content marketing to the uh, in the ways that you and I uh, were used to it, more thought leadership uh, and more uh, sharing of content in more in more ways and more channels. So Dave, one of the the things that I want to dive into a little bit is you're working for a startup. And you're you're working as part of a small team. You're not a marketing team of one. It sounds like you're a marketing team of like three or four because I, I know you at least have a demand gen person. But as, as a startup in 
in a crowded space. In other words, whether you call it marketing technology or, or even ABM these days is starting to feel a little crowded. How do you, how do you think about content as a way to break through and, and what are some of the things that you've seen success with? Well, you're right. And we're, we're a team of five now. It, it, it has forced me to think about content a completely different way than when you and I were at Salesforce and we had Salesforce's channels to promote our organic content. Uh, we think about SEO, but we also know that it's a very crowded space. Uh, and the, for instance, if we tried to influence the term predictive analytics, there are a tremendous number of people using that terms in and out of, uh, in and out of marketing. So, you know, we refine our terms a little bit and we think about that. We know that our, <clears throat> that we're not going to get the organic reach through the blog, through Twitter, through, you know, organic, uh, LinkedIn or Facebook that we would if we were at a larger company with bigger networks. So a lot of what we think about, so it's sort of, it's sort of, Changed my way of thinking from uh, toward more of an ebook centered way of thinking, which is you know when we, and we've done that before, where you want to share useful ungated content and then give people a call to action to a gated, uh, more valuable piece of information like an ebook, uh, and then uh, then we would at Salesforce, for instance, or Radiant Six, we would promote it through our different channels. We do the same thing at LeadSpace, but it's far more important for us to think about where we spend the money on promoting it uh, since we're not going to get that organic reach. And we have to be, whereas at a, a bigger company, you might be able to throw money around and try different channels and different tactics and different, you know, different keywords, whatever. Uh, we tend to be, we tend to try to focus a lot more, do smaller tests and uh, and see the results uh, and track the results. I think we've been, uh, it's forced us to be much more uh, data-driven in terms of how we promote content. And it's also forced us uh, to be more efficient in the way that we share, that we create content to share. And that goes back to the content engine idea that you and I have been talking a long time for about a long time, where essentially if you have a five-chapter ebook. With, with, you know, and each chapter has a, has a heading, uh, then that's five blog posts and you can just cut and paste and each one leads back to the, uh, to the ebook. Uh, and we've done some of that. We haven't done it, you know, a hundred percent slavishly in that sort of content engine way. But so I think it's forced us to be more efficient with time and more efficient with money. So I'd love to go deeper on that. And first off, I'm glad you said it, not me. You know, when you when you said you're in a crowded space, right? Yeah, you know, sometimes uh, people people don't love acknowledging that, but you know, it's kind of a blessing and a curse sometimes, right? Sometimes it's great to be in a crowded space because it means that there's a market for it and people are looking for it. And sometimes you know, you'd rather be you know the 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 guy leading the way in a new unpaved market, which sometimes you know my company has to do in terms of what we do for experiences. Um, 
But, uh, you know, maybe you can give us an example and, you know, just for, for context, Dave, like our, our listeners usually tell us that they love examples. They love, you know, a campaign that you did that did really well to help break through the clutter in your case. So is there, is there a content campaign more specific that you can kind of walk us through in terms of everything from ideation to execution and, and why, why it maybe worked? No. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you about one that we've one that we've completed and one that's underway. And these are as much uh, my uh, colleagues in the marketing team. This is you know the, we all work together on these things, and we sort of look at different ways and you know of uh, what you know, we have somebody who special Alicia who specializes in demand gen, and then uh, Kylie is my peer and looks more at the product marketing angle, and then. Uh, you know, but then we get together around all, around these, these bigger campaigns and, and build them out more holistically. So I'm just want to, so this is, a, this is a team effort, but, um, <clears throat> what we have tried to do, uh, from the start, and this is straight out of the Radiant Six playbook, is, you know, where Jeff and I both worked. Uh, we were heroes. Radiant Six were, he- were heroes to our community. Because for a lot of really solid reasons, one is uh, a lot of you know it was in the early days of social media, so there might be the people inside companies who were advocating for social for social media. Sometimes it was a grassroots grassroots effort. Sometimes it was someone in the marketing department or the PR department or customer service who started banging the drum until other people paid attention, uh, and. They were all paying attention to one another and reading the blog posts of people like Chris Brogan and Amber Nasland and, you know, and CC Chapman and David Meerman Scott and all these people. Uh, and when they got together, you know, at South by Southwest or Blog World or the, the One Radiant Six event that we did, they were among their people and they were sharing ideas and everyone was genuinely trying to help each other. Uh, and our team at Radiant Six, we we were those people. We we were those. We were in that, exactly those, that same boat, making these stuff, these things up as we went along, and creating social media marketing tactics and etc. Uh, so we spoke their language. We got along well with them. There's Eric Tung, who Jeff and I both know. Uh, uh, he had to put in his in his Twitter profile that he didn't work for Radiant Six because he talked about us as much as our team did and interacted with my team, my engagement team, you know, all day long. Um, so we tried to think about that at LeadSpace and what you have, you know, our audience at LeadSpace is a B two B lead generation, demand generation, marketer, marketing operations person. And obviously we want to, you know, we want to give our value message to the CMO and we want, you know, et cetera. But the end user, the person who's going to sit down at Marketo or, or, uh, Eloqua or Salesforce and, you know, and, and use and, or HubSpot and use what we provide is, you know, might, might be in that same position. You know, she's the one person inside her company who really understands what demand gen is. And, and nobody else really values what she does. So let's see how we can speak her language and try to, uh, you know, and try to let her know and help her and let her know that we understand her. So, uh, we talked about what keeps her up at night. What are the pains that she has to face? And, uh, we laid all those out and we turned it into a demand gen quiz. Uh, that's, uh, you can find it on our site. It's, you know, what are your B2B demand gen pains? 
Uh, and then we tried to have a little fun with it. You know, we talked about, you know, we tried to put it in the concept of, in the context of, um, diagnosing your, you know, the burning pain of bad leads or whatever it was. It was a little cheesy, but it was fun. Uh, and you could take the quiz and then at the end we would give you, we would diagnose your pains and it sends you your, you know, your, your prescription, basically. Here's what you need to take a look at, which Jeff, you've already figured out is exactly what you and I came up with for the, uh, Radiant 6 social media, uh, what's it? Uh, the same idea. Tell us what your pains are and we'll give you, we'll give you useful information. And at the same time, the data that we get from that tells us who, you know, who you are, where you are in your company, what your pains are, what you're interested in, so that we can add you to the appropriate nurture stream and continue to send you content that is, that is applicable, applicable to you. Uh, and if and when one of our salespeople, one of our SDRs makes a direct outreach, they have some context of who you are. So, uh, we did a, you know, and I didn't bring any stats with me and I'm functionally enumerate. So, uh, in general, you know, we, we put, we put a lot, we, we shared it, we've shared it in several blog posts. We've promoted it, uh, organically and through paid, uh, and it's had a very, you know, it's got a very positive reaction. It's gotten a lot of shares. It continues to be a solid source of qualified leads. And we're getting, you know, we get, you know, our SDRs like those leads. Uh, and it's been a, it's been a, it's been a very useful tool. Didn't really cost a lot of money to create. Um, we, you know, most of it was, you know, if you look at it, it's, you know, it's an animated, well, it's not even animated. It's sort of interactive. Uh, but mostly it was coming up with the idea and making sure that it was aimed at the right people. That's great. That's a great example, Dave. And I, I you know, just to summarize, I, I love the fact that, you, you know, you took the, under, the time to understand who's in the audience, who you got to speak to, came up with something a little bit different in an interactive quiz. And, you know, for people who love interactive, we've done other podcasts here in the last year with people from companies like Snap App who help, you know, keep that cost even lower to go and build those things or Ion Interactive, similarly, who have been on on the podcast. And you can go back to Content Pros podcast and, and listen to some of those. But, you know, then being able to to follow up with that prescription, I think is, is genius. And, you know, it's, it's hard to come up with content and it, you know, it's a good uh, segue to one of our sponsors here called Clear Voice. Uh, Clear Voice is a content marketing software that'll actually help you decrease the time spent on content creation, which is one of those, those toughest things that we have to do. Um, you know, everything around spreadsheets and tools, Clear Voice comes in to play with their Clear Voice marketplace to help you find trending topics or influencers. They have the content studio as well. It's a real full out platform for managing your brand guidelines, your keywords, your personas. A lot of the things that Dave was just telling us that you know his nimble team has to get through. Uh, you can check them out at demo.clearvoice.com. Uh, let them know you, that we sent you over from Content Pros and uh, let us know any feedback on Clearvoice for sure. So jumping back, I, I, I wanted to pick up on another area you kind of hit on in passing um, as well, Dave, which was, you know, these trends around different things that we're doing like ABM. And, you know, I'm gonna, I can actually throw you a tricky one. You know, Jeff said you guys have a pretty nimble team. And I think a lot of people who are trying to figure out ABM are trying to figure out where does that fall? 
Um, and it's it's funny, you know, as Jeff was introducing you right out of the gate, you know, this your title is a very natural one over the last five to ten years as you know, senior director of inbound marketing. In a sense, ABM is almost the you know the other side of inbound, right? It's it's kind of a, a revisit of outbound in some ways. So I'm wondering where ABM is slotting in at lead space and, and who's who's owning that. Damn it, you're right. I need to change my title. Uh, so, <laughs> so where is ABM owned? So we have a sales team, a marketing team, an SDR team. Uh, the SDR team uh, reports uh, sits between sales and marketing, essentially. And the ABM activities that we have done have been... Uh, content specific to, uh, decision makers inside companies. A classic, you know, our first ABM campaign was on a very small scale and very specific. It was to take one major, major company, major, one of the, you know, one of the top three or four enterprise software companies in the world who is a customer of ours, uh, and then try to expand our footprint in there. So we, uh, and there was nothing revolutionary about this. We basically put together a, a, a you know, a, a content package of relevant information about the, what we were doing with them and then wrote a series of emails for our SDRs that, you know, instead of saying, hello, we would like to talk to you more, said, you know, hi, here's what we're, you know, here's who we are. We're doing this with Jane over there in this other department. And, you know, uh, we'd love to tell you about how we're, you know, we're doing that. And so there was nothing particularly, you know, magical about it. Uh, but it did have, I don't, and I don't remember the numbers, but it did have a significantly better response than, uh, than a cold email, uh, would have had. Uh, there's another example very recently, which, uh, I'm chuckling because it sounds kind of sneaky, but so what, you know, uh, we found out that, um, well, I don't even know if I want to talk about this, but I'll, I'll see if I can make it generic. Uh, we have, you know, there are half a dozen companies in the B2B predictive analytics space for lead generation. And, uh, we have specific competitive differentiators and advantages over all of them. And I'm sure they would say the same thing about us. Uh, so we put together, you know, and, and some of them are buying uh, Google ads against our name, you know, why X company is better than Leadspace. Uh, we put together uh, and uh, basically an ABM piece specific to one uh, to one of our competitors that we knew, uh, you know, we knew that there was a situation where there was going to be some, some churn. So we put this together pretty quickly. Uh, we got an account list of, uh, companies that we knew were, you know, might be affected. And then we put together a very specific sort of, you know, 10 reasons why you should look at us instead of, you know, instead of this other company and tried to make it, uh, and we did, you know, I, I actually, I put it together in about an hour. And I, so I pulled in some of our, our general selling points about how we increase, uh, lead conversion and, and links to our, for instance, our case study with Ring Central, who talked about how they, uh, built an ABM, uh, inbound marketing campaign around lead space. But then I also put in the, our specific, uh, 
points, uh, you know, of how we compete against this other software. And the reps were, so we put that together in about an hour and the reps, instead of just cold calling and saying, hi, we understand you might be in a position of looking for a new predictive analytics vendor. We sent them this and, uh, you know, the results aren't in yet, but I, you know, I do know that from, from talking to some of the SDRs and some of the reps that, uh, <clears throat> that again, it had a much better response than, uh, than a cold email. And really what it was, was, was someone who can think, and I'm talking about myself, but, you know, someone who has the experience to think about uh, how to take these pieces of information that we already have, customize it for the audience that we're sending it to beyond just adding their name in the subject line. Uh, and you know, there's no hard and fast formula, but if you, but so much of the time, I think, we're just sending this stuff out. We're just hitting send. We're building campaigns without thinking about them. Uh, and marketing is not talking to sales. So marketing is sending an email to, you know, XYZ Corporation saying, hi, XYZ Corporation. We know you love ball bearings, you know, but they don't know that XYZ Corporation is already a customer or they don't know that. Uh, XYZ Corporation is, you know, just is about to go bankrupt or the XYZ Corporation just announced that they were going to be, you know, quadrupling their, you know, their ball bearing purchasing or whatever. Uh, and the lack of connection is what, you know, is what dooms these campaigns and the personalization needed to turn them into a true ABM effort is not that hard and it's not really a new concept. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to think about it, Dave. And I, I think the the term that that you have used in conversations we've had before uh, is the term "market of one," where you're actually taking, as you said, taking your existing content and re not recreating it, but just just tweaking it, following those great content rules from our from our friends. You know, reusing content, tweaking it a little bit and making it more relevant for the people that you're actually sending it to. Yeah. And I didn't make up that term. You know, I don't make up any terms. I just, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, well, so there's, if there's an early adopter, so there, I don't know, we should figure this out sometime. You know, they're, they're trailblazers and inventors and then they're early adopters. And then they're the people who watch the early adopters and jump in when they know, when, when they finally understand it. I, I think I'm in the third I think I'm in the third category <laughs> where I go, that looks cool, but I'm going to wait another six months until I understand it. It, it could be the, the early plagiarists. Oh, you, good. Thanks. Excellent. That's right. You, you adopt it for your own and you, you willingly acknowledge that it's from someone else. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'm an amplifier or an advocate as opposed to it. plagiarist, Jeff, Perfect. but sure. Good. Perfect. A absolutely. Whatever. And we just want to give a shout out to another one of our sponsors, Uberflip who has a weekly podcast called Flip the Switch with some of the brightest marketing minds. You'll get insights, actionable takeaways, and a fresh approach to the content marketing challenges that you face daily. Head over to bit.ly slash flip content to discover the tips and tactics that will help you flip the switch from ordinary to remarkable. Man, no way. So, How did you get Uberflip as a sponsor? Uh, I think I think they came in a package deal with Randy. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty good because Randy you know a guy who knows a guy, you know. That's yeah, rules. we know a guy. We all know a guy. So so Dave, let's let's kind of bring this full circle to data a little bit and think about think about the marriage between uh, 
data and and maybe AVM, but more content. Are you, you have any thoughts about how how data can inform your content? Sure. Well, using data as content, yeah. I mean, I was you and I started talking about this at Radiant Six. How can we create the Radiant Six index of enterprise social media or whatever? And we were actually pretty far along the way when certain acquisitions and other factors. Uh, derailed what was going to be a beautiful thing. But uh, one of the things that we're doing, that we've done at Leadspace, so we use, this gets a little complicated, but we use, obviously, Leadspace for our own B2B marketing because we're B2B marketers, marketing B2B marketing to B2B marketers. Uh, when our database, you know, the, the lead space has a, you know, da- millions and millions and millions of data sources, right? From public and private and uh, open and social web. Our database, just that we have put together, is uh, close to 43,000 B2B professionals. And when we refresh that and update it with lead space, we can look and see how many people changed jobs, how many people got promoted. Um, other things that other data providers, can, you know, don't track, like job functions. Who started using Marketo? Who started talking about using account-based marketing? Who is, you know, uh, using Salesforce? Uh, who wasn't using it before? So, so we did a little, you know, lead space B two B index, uh, and then we published it. It's kind of cool, you know, and it it shows how fast us B two B people, how often we move around. Then my our, our, my boss, our CEO Doug Buescher, said, "Yeah, this is great. Except any data provider could do that. You're talking about the change over the course of three months. And what the the good thing about LeadSpace is that we can. And I'm this is illustrating a story. It's not just pitching my own product. I hope that's okay. But the thing about LeadSpace is that we aggregate and you know score and." Uh, enrich this data on demand, not from a not from a data not from a database that's been sitting around for weeks or months or years. So Doug says, "Yeah, cool, but it doesn't say anything about our ability to do this in real time." And so I kind of slapped my head and walked away uh, to try to you know try to rethink how we can show the actual value of that. There are a lot of really cool. That is a, a really good tactic is to try to figure out. What you know, what your company knows or can bring to light or what you can pull together from a group of partner companies that will help your audience better understand how they should make decisions, who they should target, plan for the future, whatever. So, yeah, data is a great source of content. That's great, Dave. And, and I really do want to highlight one of, the, one of the points you made, especially for content marketers. As a top-of-funnel content marketer myself, we really focus very hard on not including product in the kinds of things that we create. You went off and did a survey, presented some, presented some data results, but actu- in actuality, you discovered that it was not differentiating enough for, for your product, for your solution. So in fact, what content marketers need to always remember that even when you're creating something that is top of funnel, very far away from your product, it still needs a point of view. It still needs to help differentiate your product, help your prospects and customers really understand what it is that you do. Well, and just just very quickly, the guy I just hired uh, is a former journalist and he wrote a couple of blog drafts for me. And I said, they're too salesy. 
And he said, oh, good. I, I don't want to be salesy. I thought that's what you wanted. I said, no, we got to make sure that the blog post has useful, interesting information. It isn't just a pitch for lead space. So, yes. Guys, this is, this has been great. I know uh, the two of you, as you outlined at the beginning, have, have known each other for hour for years. So you can obviously uh, you know talk talk in in circles on this stuff, and we all can. It's it's uh, areas we live in and we breathe in, and a lot of our listeners do too. Um, I urge people to go check out some of the content that is at leadspace.com. Um, I went in and checked it out myself. There's a great resources section there uh, with a lot of great content where you can you know, see a lot of the examples that Dave's been referring to today. Uh, that's pretty much all the time we have for this episode of Content Pros. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank Jeff Cohen from Oracle Marketing Cloud, as always. And of course, uh, David B. Thomas for joining us from Leadspace. If you want to catch more great podcasts like this, you can go to contentprospodcast.com. You can also find us on iTunes, where we love reviews. We love feedback about what's working for you, what isn't, what you want to hear. Uh, We're also on Stitcher and all those other normal places you'd find your, your favorite podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to Content Pros. Please leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast listening app. Go to contentprospodcast.com for a complete show archive and greatest hits. Content Pros is sponsored by ClearVoice Content Marketing Software, Convince and Convert, Oracle Marketing Cloud, and by Uberflip, and is produced by Convince and Convert Media. Find more great shows like Content Pros at marketingpodcast.com the first search engine for marketing podcasts. Podcast imaging by...